Welcome to Rebecca Sounds Reveille. I have got an incredible show for you today because with me are two very talented people. Both of them are actors, producers, directors, writers, and musicians. But guess what? One of them has a day job that you wouldn't expect. Boy, talk about moonlighting right there. This is incredible. This particular person who's with us today and I got to start in entertainment um, as a musician, actually. And he's also a best-selling author uh, for his books. Gotta, we've got to find out more about this. And uh, like you know, I don't like to steal somebody's thunder. So I'm going to let him share a little bit about that with you. And not only that, um, he's got so much to share about what brought him to the film world, including what brought him to the Discovery Channel. And we're going to discover a little bit more about that as well. And his, well, his musician skills with the country band and more. There is so much more. I've got with me John Hall and with me also another wonderful person who just brings to the table some very great talent. Um, He's got a really fascinating story, uh, how his journey from childhood really got him here. And through music at this young age, it eventually brought him to sign on with a label. And this is a quite an interesting story. When you hear a little bit about it, you might also feel a little bit of that sense of, yeah, I, I felt that yearning to do some of these things myself. But he continued on and he continued to pursue some of the things that he was looking to do. And it was just this random phone call, which another, as you know, I'm not going to steal his thunder on this because this is kind of a really neat thing. A random phone call happened to him and it brought him to a situation that he's going to share with you today. But in addition to this, he's, he's had a number of stage productions. There's been a lot of things going on with this duo here. And with me also is Brian Elder. Now these two have done some really incredible things together. I'm going to tell you, they've won uh, the best trailer award in 2018 for a film. This film also, the Wild Bunch Film Festival, uh, in 2018 award. Uh, let's see, the Official Selection Global Trailer Film Festival Award in 2019. Uh, both a finalist and semi-finalist in 2019. And I think when the semi-finalist was Los Angeles Cinefest and the other was the Southern Stated Indies Film Festival. And I've got to tell you, this is incredible because I'm just telling you, this is incredible. The movie is Death and Compromise. And I'm going to tell you, you'll get a little bit of a peek just here on the show because one of them has, well, a poster in the background to give you a good shot of what it is. But let's welcome to the show both John Hall and Brian Elder. Welcome. Hey, Rebecca. How are you? Well, I'm really excited because both of you have an absolutely incredible background. One of you is moonlighting here, though, so let me start with that. And maybe um, we can talk, John, about what you're doing on your day job. 
Well, I'm a, a physician by trade, uh, an anesthesiologist, and I do pain management. Um, working right now with a, a, in a clinic in San Antonio where I've been for 20 years, uh, as well as a clinic in Corpus, about to open up a clinic in Austin. Um, got away from the anesthesia, mostly doing back pain and personal injury. And um, of course, you know, with the opioid crisis, pain management is right now kind of in limbo. Uh, we're having to try to figure out ways to treat people with without opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, and also an author, uh, wrote a couple of books, which is actually what got me into the film world. This is pretty incredible. And also Brian, Brian Elder, let's talk to you a little bit too. Now, do you also um, have a little moonlighting thing going on yourself from uh, day to actor by night? Yeah, I've got about a million jobs that I do. <laughs> so, I'm a server at a restaurant, um, and I, I I pick up a lot of work um, just to supplement and everything. So I do character acting, and um, I do um, also other film jobs and all that sort of stuff. But I do uh, I I drive for like I drive for Uber when I have to. And I drive for you know Shipt and all those other um, companies. And I do caterings. So I have a catering that I just got texted uh, to do this Saturday. Um, on the way here to on the way back home. So I'm kind of everywhere. I was at the restaurant last night and uh, the two nights before that and then character acting this morning. And then so I, I just I have like a, a bunch of jobs. I'm like, a, I think I, I found out I'm a workaholic and I don't uh-huh. know where it came from. I have no clue, but I'm like, <laughs> I need to like get out of that. Cause I remember like real quick, I'll just tell you a real quick story. I remember John and I and Brandy were on vacation and I can't not relax. Like I have to be doing something. I have to be working. Well, we, we were writing on vacation. It was a, we went on vacation to write. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it was like, it was our time to, to like relax, you know, at that, that particular moment. And I was like, and I'm like messing with my phone. I'm like trying to like, you know, do stuff. And, and they're like, you put your phone down, stop. Like I can't. So I don't know, I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, so too many, too many things. Well, that is something that is another common ground with both of you. You both really are invested in what you do as far as work and your love also for acting and film. What is really intriguing is how both of you ended up getting together and doing what you do, because this is incredible. You've won four awards for this already for this film, and this is... I'm not going to go into it because this is something that the two of you need to share with the audience. This is your thing. But I definitely, how did the two of you come together with this? Well, I mean, I'll I'll start on that one, I guess. I I had met Brian at a SAG awards ceremony in Austin, Texas. And uh, some of our friends said, man, you guys need to meet. And I have a country band as well. Uh, so Steak Horse Rodeo and uh, Brian came along to film one of our music videos. And this is really how we got into the Western genre. We were filming at a place here in Bulverde called 1850 Settlement. And it's a bunch of structures that are left over and in good repair from the 1850s. And this place was so majestic and so magical that when we were shooting the video, you know, I told Brian, I said, man, it would, nobody's ever done a Western about 1850s. All the Westerns you see are 1880s to 1900. 1850, uh-huh. you know, it's not boots and cowboy hats. It's Victorian clothing. 
it would have been that period right after the Alamo and San Jacinto for that brief period that Texas was in the United States and then went into the Confederacy. And it's never been done. And uh, there's been stories about the Alamo and that's about it. And, and Brian was like, well, let's do it. You know, so we got on with Jer Jeremiah Olsman and the two of us both shared the writing. We got a script written and then started shooting Death and Compromise, which is set in the 1850s. Now, honestly, I think neither one of us really appreciated how big of a mouthful we were biting off to chew because making sure everything's period correct for 1850 is a lot more difficult than making sure things are period correct for 1890 or 1900, which is kind of like modern day Western wear still. So, uh, but we, we took safeguards to make sure everything was correct. And uh, Brian and I obviously hit it off as friends. We do a lot of stuff together off screen. Uh, so it, it's, for me, the big pleasure of it is having a partner that you can work with on screen, off screen, you know, he'll text me or call me or we'll do stuff like this. I mean, we always, we, I mean, we have a love for each other that, you know, that surpasses anything else that's, that's in our working relationship, you know, at least in my opinion. Yeah, no, so, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no I feel like the same way. I was doing, actually I was doing an interview with, uh, with another interview and I was like, and I was, I was like, yeah, I was like, John and I are like, I mean, he's one of my best friends, and, you know, we're, we're best friends and stuff. So yeah, we really hit it off. Now I, which, which I think is why we click well on camera because we're together all the time. So, I mean, I read him, he reads me, you know, maybe not so much at first when we started acting together, but now, I mean, if you ask anybody that watches us on set or watches our filming, they're like, you guys are completely natural together. And that's because we're together all the time anyway. So This is really good because then you can finish each other's sentences. You can get cues from each other's, even micro cues from each other's eyes and all these things. So that really makes the interaction go very well, especially the unspoken dialogue that needs to be done while you're filming. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And, and people, yeah, people do see it. They're like, um, like you, guys, you guys have great chemistry on, on set and stuff. And so, yeah, we, we just, it's, it's it's nice. It's it's very nice to have that. It's it's you know and that's why a lot of filmmakers you have those those group of people that all like you know for Adam Sandler or whatever he has like two or three people that he like works with a lot and stuff. It's the same thing like you know it's because you know you're you're not only like you know creating something fun and doing something you love, but you're working with your friends. So it's like it's fun. You know you're having a good time doing it too. It's, so it's I'm just wondering now if either of you end up with a solo part some some role some solo role in another film will the other one show up somewhere in the film just you know with an appearance because you guys are tight well well i mean i i've got a you know a, a pretty busy day job so i mean the the stuff that i can kind of submit for and put into is kind of limited i mean brian auditions a lot i mean he gets asked for a lot of acting gigs because he's a great actor um, and a great filmmaker. So, I mean, he, he's got a lot of irons in that fire. I have to be a little more selective with that and with the amount of time that I have to do it. So, but I think usually something that I'm invited into, I try to get him involved one way or another. I've got a project right now I'm gonna try to get him in. It's a crime drama called Vixens and Villains uh, mm -hmm. that just started shooting. And obviously I'm gonna want him in it somehow. Um, so, um, but, I'm kind of more time limited, I think, than than he is, because I've also got book tours and things like that that I've got to do. So, 
Which, speaking of, this is the most appropriate time to talk about your books. Well, that's actually what got me into the film world. I wrote two books, um, uh, New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America, and Guinea Pigs, Technologies of Control, about non-consensual experimentation. There's a group of people in the United States that are being they're experimented on by the government with uh, electromagnetic weaponry. Um, Sounds like science fiction, but uh, a lot of people don't realize there's no laws against the government experimenting on the public. Well, once those books came out, I got asked by Discovery Channel to do a series for them. Uh, it started off called Targeted, then the name got changed to the United States of Paranoia, and then the government blocked it from being released here, so the whole series released in Europe instead. So occasionally, somebody will send me a, you know, a a YouTube video that, that where they've sat on their TV and recorded it from TV or something in Europe because um, the government didn't want the truth out in uh, the United States, so Discovery released it there. But that's kind of what got me into film and then some commercials and then met Brian and then we started Death and Compromise and a bunch of music videos. So, yeah, but, you yeah, know, the books have done well. They still continue to do well because just about everybody in the nation know somebody that's voiced those complaints so yes. i mean and and, yes. and and now the cuban embassy workers have been attacked by that type of technology venezuela is claiming electromagnetic uh, electromagnetic attacks shut their power down so it's becoming more household and not so much in the conspiracy theory realm now yes i've always yeah. liked the term conspiracy factuals um, just simply because a lot of this stuff is coming out and they are able to substantiate the things that were um, once just supposed theory. So I, I know exactly what you're talking about in reference to some of these things and it's it's quite interesting. I didn't know that Discovery had released some things overseas and that, that, that would be very interesting to view. So you're a musician as well. Let's talk about that a little bit too. You're in a country band. What kind of music do you play? I mean, what instrument? Oh, a little of everything. Um, bass, guitar, some keyboards, mostly guitar. Um, uh, we've got, are promoting our first single that's getting radio play right now called Father's Day. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna be on the road doing some radio station interviews here next week, it looks like, with my promoter. The band's called Stick Horse Rodeo. The CD is called Father's Day. It's available for anybody out there. Brian is very familiar with all those songs because uh, Brian produced uh, uh, three videos for the band. Five, so, five, five of them. Five? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. We did uh, Mystery, Take That Ride, Father's Day. Um, and Resurrection. Oh, and then the other one, Resurrection, but then it was also uh, the one that was at the 1850 settlement. That wasn't Take the Ride. It was. Um, uh, woman. Oh, oh fence jump, fence jumping woman. Yes. So we yeah. Did five. yeah. And his, yeah, his his music's really great. So you should definitely check it out. It's really really good. He's uh, he's yeah, very talented. Like with singing and and, and writing and stuff. It's very catchy stuff. Definitely check it. It's on YouTube. Now you're a writer yeah. musician also. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, uh, that's. Yes, share with the audience a little bit about some of your writing and music. Uh, my my music. I started off in that business. It, like it was uh, it was a dream of mine for like a very very long time. I um, that's all I ever wanted to do was play music. And and I remember um, like my mom has photos of me like when I was um, 
was before my mom and dad divorced. I was like seven when they divorced. I was like, I was younger than that. I like maybe like five years old or something. And I have a like Dukes of Hazard guitars in my hand, you know, at a very young age and stuff. And so like, I look back at those pictures now, I'm like, mom, don't be showing nobody those photos, you know, but like, you know, it's, I have like old, old photos of like of that stuff. And I, and you know, I, I always wanted to do it. I remember my mom said she, she was like, you were in, you know, the playground where kids are like, you know, let's, you know, what they want to play like fire, like firemen and, and doctors and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm gonna be a rock star. <laughs> and I was, when I was a young kid and stuff. So like, it's always, it was always like in me for some reason. I don't know where it came from, but um, I chased it. And, and I was, uh, I was very uh, fortunate and blessed and very thankful to, to do some of the things that I was able to do. Like, uh, I mean, one of my, my goals, you know, um, is, uh, was to open for Poison, you know, Brett Michaels. And because uh, he's like one of, he was one of my favorite songwriters. And uh, it was one of my favorite bands growing up. And, stuff. and, and I, you know, I just, I feel like you can do anything you want to do, you, but you have to, you have to visualize it. You have to like, actually, you have to do it. You know, you can't just, you know, say you want to do it, but you have to actually do it. And like, that's what I try to tell people, like, I, I'm nobody, I came from nothing. I, I came from a poor background, I, and, but I, I did everything I needed to do to, to get myself there. I managed all my bands. I, I got us um, you know, big shows and I got to open for Ronix twice. And so that was like my ultimate, you know, thing. And we got, I got to, you know, do a lot of stuff with, uh, do some stuff with Nickelback and, and, uh, and Ender and things like that too. So it was like, I accomplished some dreams, but it's like, so that was, I, I still, I still love it. When I, when I think about music, I'm like, I still love playing, but it's uh -huh. not like, filmmaking took over because it's like I still miss it and I still have CDs and I mean I signed to a label for two years and you know I did the radio interview thing and newspaper thing and and you know played a bunch of shows at the east coast and played big venues like in front of thousands of people at one time and it was just and, and that's that was my thing was I love that I love performing you know I I got burnt out like really bad with music with um you know having to, to start over again like where you, you replace a member, John knows how this goes too. Like, you know, just whenever, you know, you're a musician and you have a band and you start over, it's, it's like starting a new relationship with a girlfriend, you know, and, um, but with all the old bad habits, cause you still have all the songs okay. and all the, have to learn all the new songs, all the old songs. So it's like, it becomes, you know, more of a job than something that you enjoy. And, and it just, you know, so it's like they come in and with, if it's not, if it's not cover songs, it's originals, then, you know, they have to learn all that stuff and you have to get tight again and you have to get out. And my favorite thing was performing. And I love just, I love the studio. I love spending like three or four weeks in the studio recording or whatever we're doing, but like, I didn't, it, it was, it was so much. And it like, so it just, it kind of burnt me out for a little bit. And that's when I fell into the acting stuff and I just can't stop doing that. Mm. Love it. What? What instruments do you play? I play guitar and I sing. And I mean, those are my primary ones. And I, and I write music. Um, but I can play bass. I can, I can keep a beat on drums. But I would never consider myself a drummer. <laughs> but I can keep a beat. So, so that's it. Have you ever get together and play music? Create. We've not yet. We haven't. But I'm think I'm thinking that probably should happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about it one time. We were, like, yeah. but I, but we got busy. It was like in the same time we were doing Death and Compromise. So I think we just got really busy with that. But I think we talked about it one time. I think. Yeah, just. But we do. should for sure. 
Yeah, you got a jam. And Brian has a really good solo project he's working on that I was the medical consultant on it for the trailer because we needed a hospital scene. But I'm looking forward to a part in that. Oh, yeah. tell him, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah. It's we. Yeah, I have a a project that's called uh, Lasting Moments, and uh, yeah, and John John actually he has a part in it though. Uh, he's he does. He's, he actually he plays the guy who's with me, who who's like uh, who's telling giving me the advice and everything. And it's it's you know yeah he's he's got a really good part. He, but I, I I try to put John in everything. Like he was saying earlier, you know, I try to put him in everything that I do. Like if there's a role that I can put him in, he's there. And if, if not, he's there with me, you know, behind the camera. There's, you know, I, I try to involve him in everything I do with that stuff. So if it's I somebody else's project, I Yeah, absolutely. You're a team. In oh, this my, my goal, I told him, I would like us to be the next Bob Hope and Bean Cosby. I Bean like Cosby. it. I mean, do you know how you many know? people are doing solo stuff and trying to make things work? And when you're a team, the creativeness, the drive, spontaneity, I mean, just all of these things just really, that really make film, music, all of this happen. I mean, this is just really cool what you guys are doing and the project that you're working on. Um, so I want to talk about your film. I really want to get into this so that the audience can grasp everything that's going on kind of it, without you giving it all away um, because this is incredible. You won four awards from this and um, I know we've touched on it about the making of it, but really the roles that you played in it, what's it, a, you know, what, what's the overall I mean, things that you, I, I don't want you to give away everything, but some things that really could bring the audience in. Right. So, uh, well, the, the story is based in the 1850s, like John was saying earlier, and it's it's based on two fictional characters, but we're trying to do it in factual times. So the storyline's fiction, but we're we're including all the you know factual events and stuff that happened and just different things, so we can bring all viewers from different aspects. And it's it's set in like a Western genre, which of course with Western genres you've got action, you've got drama, but we've also got a little comedy in there as well. So we've got something for everybody to to you know to grasp hold of, and so. My character personally, Luke Young, is is the you know is the goofball guy. You know, I'm you know I'm the guy who will flip the gun, and drop it because I have no clue what I'm doing. You know, but and I'm usually the one that gets the two of us in trouble. And but I'm the first one to try to talk us out of it. And John's character, uh, Lemuel Sinclair, he's like he's the gunslinger, so he's he's the bat. Or can I say cuss? Can I say cuss word? He's 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 the the okay. He's the you know. The, the bad, the cool one, or whatever. <laughs> but like, so I'm a, I'm a gun so fighter. to be careful yeah. with the FCC rules now that this is going out on um, major things. Before, I didn't have to worry about uh, this now. <laughs> okay, cool. He's, he's the, he, he's, yeah, he's the gunslinger. <laughs> like John said, he's the gunslinger. So, where I'm the first one that will try to talk our way out of it, he'll just pull the, his way of talking out of it is just pulling the trigger. Mine is, is running my mouth going, no, 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 we didn't, whatever, you know. So, we, we play very, you know, opposite of each other, and it, it just makes a really good duo, you know, it just, it's just really cool. And so, that's like our characters, and we were pretty much set up, and I can give that probably, that's in the trailer anyways, but we were set up. Um, by a crooked deputy who now has the sheriff in the town after us and they take us it basically takes us on an adventure 
through our entire, you know, um, you know, escape from this whole thing and what's going to happen next and are we going to escape and, and all that sort of stuff. And then there's two, uh, two saloon women who are just looking for freedom and they basically, you know, talk their way into our lives and, uh, and now we're dragging them along. So that's, that's basically like the premise of what's going on, what's happening with it. So yeah, so, yeah basically just to kind of sum it up, what do you even, I even put in our log line on several of the festivals it's an unlikely duo of a hardened gunfighter and a con man who become partners. And there's really one cute scene where we're walking down this dirt trail and I had just met him and, and I decided to kind of bring him on as a partner and he's looking for outlaw names. Can I give this one away, Brian? Yeah, go for it. All right, so we're walking along and he's like, I can be cool Luke, I can be gunfighter Luke, I can be, and I turned to him and I said, or you can be loudmouth Luke. And he goes, I kind of like that too, you know, he, that, that's kind of his character. You know, I'm kind of hardened, been on the road a lot and, and he's a con man and he does get us in all the trouble. So. This is yeah. really good. So tell, tell the audience about how they can view this what to watch for what what can what can the audience do to get involved so um <laughs> we're, we're like you me who, who, yeah <laughs> um so um yeah i mean you can definitely get uh follow us on uh, on on facebook is the biggest thing that we we want right now is we want people to follow facebook uh which is just facebook.com forward slash death and compromise um, so that's, that's the biggest thing is we're going to post there on what happens. And, um, at the moment we are, we're in post-production. We're almost done. It, the post-production takes, takes a little bit, well, you know, it, you know, with the bigger thing, it takes a little, a little time and stuff. So we've got to, we just officially finished visual effects as of yesterday or today's Thursday, Tuesday. So now we're moving to color and that's the last thing we have to do before this thing is polished. And what we're going to do is, is, uh, get it pitched. And uh, we have different networks we're talking to right now. Um, and so that's our next step. But we also have a film festival that John and I have. It's uh, Overhaul Texas Independent Film Festival. And we are going to be, be premiering just episode one um, at the night of the award ceremony, which is September 6th and 7th. The award ceremony is on the 7th. And then we, we're going to do just one time only, which is what we're going to invite you to also, we were talking about. We're yeah. going to do one night only where uh, we are going to be releasing the entire season, which is four episodes. What we're only doing is like anywhere from 94 to 141 tops because we have two different theaters of the theater and everything, and we're going to be setting that up. But right now, we were going to do the end of August. Right now, we, we put the date off just until we get coloring almost back so there's no hiccups, and we're like, oh, no, we don't have it in time. So once we get closer to coloring being done, we'll set that, and it might even be like mid-September, but it'll be somewhere around there. And, uh, and we will invite you to that. But that's going to be the first thing is tickets will be gone. So it'll be open to public. So people want to see it. And the festival to get on Film Freeway. I'll let John tell you about that. You can get on Film Freeway and, you know, buy tickets there and see, you know, awesome, awesome movies that came out. Plus, you know, episode one, The Night of the Wars. Yeah, the, at Elder Hall Film Festival, you can find that on Film Freeway. Uh, the viewing on the 6th and 7th, you can, we've got global films in our film festival. There's some really good films there. Um, viewing is free to the public for the two days of viewing. The only thing that you have to buy tickets for the award ceremony, which includes our premiere as well as a, a barbecue dinner that's in Blanco, Texas. And, and I'll throw them a plug, Pinemore West Studio, uh, which is owned by Dennis and Kelly Moore in the Blanco Buggy Barn. It's a great place. Anybody who's looking to shoot a Western, 
it's it's the place to shoot. Um, of course, it's our set. You know, we hate to see it be used in a lot of different stuff, but they are such sweet people, and that's such a cool set that, I mean, anybody that wants to film Western, that's really where you need to start. Mm -hmm. This is pretty neat. Let me ask you, too, um, how long did it take you to film this? Filming didn't take that long. Post-production is what... Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, I, I mean, to, to this big of a production, I was new to it. I'd been in Ben production, big productions, but I'd never produced them. Um, filming, I mean, it, in the Texas heat, that we had to kind of time things around heat, yeah. especially after the yeah. first series of filming. There was one scene where Brian and I were in a jail cell uh, out in the middle of nowhere. It was probably 130 degrees in there. They had to keep on misting us down with cold water to keep us from passing out. So we had to time everything to, well, when is it too hot to film? When is it too cold to film? Then we had like two weeks scheduled for filming when the hurricane hit and we had we got like nine inches of water. And literally Brian and I were at a Starbucks in Bulverde, Texas with the weather on the computer. And it was, we were supposed to start filming the next day and we're watching the radar going, is it gonna hit, is it gonna hit? Cause if it's just cloudy, that's great. But if it's pouring down rain, we can't film. Well, sure enough, I mean, it was like probably what, nine o'clock the, the night before we were supposed yeah. to start filming. And I'm like, it's coming. Because then they said 100% chance of rain for the following week. I, we wound up getting like 11 inches, 12 inches of rain. So that set us back. We had, to, we had to regroup our crew and rip an electric and everything and put that off. But post-production by far, the, the filming probably was a year. But, uh, and, and we could have shortened that if we had done it all at once, but we had to divide it up because of things, including a surgery that I had. But um, post-production, for anybody that's in the film business, if you're about to embark on a big feature and you're planning on having it on TV, the post-production is so important. Brian knew a lot of, more about that than I obviously did. And he had warned me, he goes, man, I'm just letting you know, the post-production is gonna be forever. And it kind of has been. But man, when you see our, our footage, it is pristine. I mean, it is, anybody that looks at that goes, oh my God, this is, this is perfection. So. Yeah, this is fantastic, yeah. I'm really excited about it. And I've got to tell you, your media kit is pre, just, it is primo. Everything about everything you're doing and that you've done is crystal. It is, it is gorgeous. And I want to ask you too, um, John, where, are you doing your book signings at? What's, what do you have coming down um, as far as on the calendar for that? Well, the, the books have both been out for a while, so the, I, I haven't been doing so many actually live signings anymore, but I still do a lot of radio interviews on that. I'm on uh, Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis a lot. I'm on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie a lot. I'm on Dudes and Beer with Chris Jordan. I'm, I don't know if you know yes. Chris. I, I know Chris. Dudes and Beer you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big with him. Uh, so, I mean, I get called for a lot of radio shows. Every time, especially after the Cuban embassy thing hit, I was called a lot. Um, even called by Fox News and several of them who, we always thought this was conspiracy theory. Now there's diplomats complaining of it. And like, well, you know, it, it's the truth. Yes. So. Yes. This is pretty exciting. And what else, aside from those... Those things, uh, tell me, Brian, what else have you got going? So, um, like John was saying earlier, last few moments, I'm working on that right now. Um, mm -hmm. I'm 
trying to get uh, that all tied up. So, but I, I want to, I'm, I'm really trying to get uh, death and compromise done first because then I want to be able to put that time into that. And so being at the end of that, you know, now I'm able to spread that out again. So that's my next thing. Uh, well, not my next one, but that's one of my having work and works I want to do. But the other thing that I'm, I'm really working on right now too, is I have a, uh, I have a feature I'm writing. It's a, um, it's a horror feature or it's more of a thriller. It's not yeah. really, you know, it's not like, you know, yeah, it's more of a thriller. Like it keeps you on the edge the entire time. And, uh, I'm about 110 pages in that, but I'm having to do that in between like, you know, work and everything else too. And, um, so, so it's a little slow, like getting there, but I'm at about 110 pages. I want to get it to 120, 130 pages. So I can do my second draft and scale back and have it about, I can have 40 pages that I can drop off to 90 pages to make it that much tighter. So mm -hmm. that's my goal. Is and then I want to just, cause that's, I have that in like in one, two, like three locations, very minimal cast just okay. to like, you know, get it done and get it out there because those are like, you know, those are top sellers and stuff. And so I want to just do, you know, and it, it just popped in my head the, the story. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do that. So that's my next thing is that one. And, um, and then yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much what I'm working on now. It's just lasting moments in that and then death and compromise. Well, and, and we've got, uh, another one called the oath that actually, uh, is a script that was written by a good friend of both of ours named Robert McDormand, who's won some awards with some of his other scripts. This is a, a cop drama and it's a cop drama that is written from the, the cops perspective after a shooting, you know, right now how, you know, a cop shoots somebody and you know, that, you know, the internet goes wild and the media goes wild and it's the cop's fault. And well, this is that kind of story, but written from the cop's perspective of how their life gets ruined, their family life gets ruined. You know, a lot of times the police department doesn't stand behind them and uh, we're going to be, that's written and we're hopefully going to be filming that in San Antonio. We're not producing it. But uh, Brian and I will be playing kind of corrupt DE agents in their supporting roles okay. uh, to the people who are playing the officers. And so we're looking forward to that, too. That'll be, that'll be very exciting. And having worked in law enforcement and I'm retired now, um, there are some areas of police work and policing that are never really exposed or portrayed in the, in the right way or... Um, or really even touched on. And so that, this is something you said that really strikes me is that um, what is not being or the lack of support from the, um, the agency side and in addition to um, the community side. So th this is gonna be very, very fascinating for me to watch in addition to your other films as well. Um, but you guys have a lot really to offer. I think that the audience is going to really get such enjoyment from the things that both of you are doing because they're meaningful and you have a lot to show in what both of you do. Both of you are doing things that say never give up, pursue your dreams, continue on, and just keep going you can't stop and from let me ask you a question though john from a health standpoint isn't it true you cannot be sedentary you have got to be moving pretty much and i think that brian and i both 
both of us fit that bill. I mean, we yes. were, uh, I mean, even just to try to text each other, he's like, let me, let me text you right back. I'm right in the middle of doing this or I'm doing that. And I said, okay, well, I've, I've got a patient in surgery. Just I'll text you in 10 minutes after I, you know, <laughs> get them on autopilot, you know, or, you know, what, you know, whatever. And, and honestly, I mean, I don't know if this is the appropriate forum or not, but uh, Brian and I both have tremendous faith in Jesus Christ too. So not only are we both you know, feel like we're brothers biologically or in, in real life, but we're brothers in Christ too. And I mean, I think that foundation of just, you know, doing the right thing, you know, just keep chipping away at it. And if God intends it to be, it'll be, if he doesn't intend it to be, it won't be, you know, but all you can do is try and pray and, and, and hope for the success that, he intends you to have, you know, and, uh, and I think we both kind of feel that way. So. Well, one of the things that I do every show is to ensure that the audience has something that they can take away to make their life better. And I think you just said it the best. So thank you for saying that. I, I can't, couldn't have said anything or given them anything better than that. So thank you. Tell the audience, you guys, where they can get in touch with you, where they can follow you, what they need to do to make sure that they're connected. Well, definitely Facebook. Like I said, you can look us up uh, by name, uh, Brian with an I, Elder, or John Hall, or you can look us up on Death and Compromise um, on Facebook, Instagram. We have that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The, the poster <laughs> and then yeah oh yeah you can spell yeah the poster's right there you can spell that so it's uh death and compromise all spelled out on facebook um instagram you can look us up on youtube we do have trailers out on youtube now um you can oh film freeway look up elder elder hall texas independent film festival you can also look that up as a dot com um and imdb you can look both of us up and the show on imdb and that's uh, that's pretty much what we got as far as social media. Yeah, we're out there. We're out yes. there. If you look for us, you'll find us. Yeah. I love it. Thank you both for being with me. I know you both had a very long day, and I appreciate your time, and I know that the audience appreciates everything that you're doing as well. well we Thanks for having us on. Yes. <laughs> we appreciate you having us. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Rebecca Sounds Reveille. I really have enjoyed having these two on the show. And I know that there has been a lot of things that they have been able to provide you as well. And I do hope that you connect with them and that you really listened in to some of the things that they have shared about how to make your life better, not just with the entertainment they provide, but some very deep things. And if you didn't quite catch it, well, you definitely can replay the show and you can also get the links to their uh, sites and all their information all over again in case you didn't catch it the first time. And that way you can definitely connect again. Make sure you share this show and all of the information about what they have going on with your friends, your family, everybody on social media, with all those you know and all those you don't. Thanks for tuning in.